ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Happy November, friends. We have made it. Now it's like holiday season officially because we got Halloween out of the way. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We got Christmas and New Year's coming up. So and we Hanukkah, are in Kwanzaa, everything. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the things. I don't know other holidays around now, but welcome to the holiday season. If you are playing Christmas music this early, we might have some beef, but <laughs> it's fine. Not a ways till after Thanksgiving. I, that's my rule too. My coworker and I, because we share an office space, we had that conversation. She was like, how early is too early to play Christmas music? And I said, we need to wait till Thanksgiving. And then she said, I'll wear headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so she's all about Christmas then. She's a Christmas girly. Um, okay. And, you know, I respect I respect her honesty, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, do you have any... I don't know. I mean, aside from Thanksgiving, do do we have any fun traditions or anything of the November time? I don't think so. Well, I mean, really, the only thing is that on Thanksgiving every year, we take a family photo and yeah. it's always a different theme. And it depends how many people are coming this year. We're having a smaller year. So we decided on um, doing something a little bit smaller, but really fun. So this year, our theme is Scooby-Doo. And uh, so I'm going to be Fred. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm going to be Velma. Yeah, I think we're going to be great. Um, and then, yeah, so we'll we'll have a family photo that we take. And it's so fun to have all of these photos from over the years and all kinds of different costumes or themes. Um, last year we did Dr. Seuss and we had a big year where there was a lot of us. And it was so fun to see everybody's um, takes on different characters and yeah, so I'm looking forward to our picture this year. It'll be a small one, but it'll be super cute. I was going to say, and honestly, what I love about Thanksgiving is people commit. Like, they yeah, a character for the most part. People come with makeup and costume. Yeah. I mean, they really do go all out. Sometimes it is like you run around the house and find something for them. But yeah, um, it's well, there's a few people that always come really prepared. And then there are a few people that we know we have to dress. So I always buy extra stuff to dress people. But yeah, yeah. It's always a good time. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, we're having just a, a small group this year and uh, some of our family members are working on sobriety. So we're going to be doing a dry Thanksgiving this year, which I think is nice to honor people that are working hard at their goals. Um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to some time like with the fam. Apple cider or something like, like some hot apple cider, you know, some yummy. yummy yeah. We'll yummy. do something festive, but that's non-alcoholic because I oh, want to support the journey. So no, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I'm actually my, aside from our Thanksgiving plans, my grand Thanksgiving plan this year is dog sitting. I think three out of four weeks of Thanksgiving, I'm dog sitting, which is really fun, but also it's going to be a lot. So. Extra money, honey. <laughs> Oh yeah. Right before the holidays, you need it. <laughs> it's good to have a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love dog sitting. I, I'm not complaining at all. It's just funny. Like, oh, like two days ago, I wasn't dog sitting at all. And then everyone was like, Hey, will you dog sit for us during Thanksgiving? I was like, yes. <laughs> cause I have trouble saying no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I keep talking to my middle kid about dog sitting because you know, they're a 
comp athletes, so they don't really have time for a real job, but it would be nice for them to have a little bit of extra income. So I keep telling them they got to dog sit and that way they could just do it when they can do it. And there's no obligation, but you know, they're like big animal whisperers. So they're great at dogs and cats and all the things. So yeah, well, and now that they're almost 18 too, that helps because yeah. I think I think at least for the uh, the service I use, you have to be 18. You have to be 18, yeah. So uh, they're about to be 18. But yeah. 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 Um Okay. Well, should we get into our topic today? Sure. All right. So, um because today is the 1st of November, I wanted to kind of honor the fact that it is a very big holiday. So we are going to cover a little bit of the history and the traditions of Dia de los Muertos or the Day of the Dead. Um, Mom, do you know a lot about Day of the Dead? Do you, Have you celebrated? What, do you, what, are you, what is um, your... I mean, I know a bit, but I'm interested to hear what you've come up with. I don't know if you've noticed on um, Instagram, we have a friend uh, who is a fabulous makeup artist who lives in Palm Springs. Um, and he has been doing a lot of work on some of our other friends for parties and things like that. And he has come up with some very beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, sugar school faces and all of that. And so I don't know if you've been watching that, but it is really fun to watch those transformations. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is like a dream of mine to have um, him do my makeup someday because I just, I think it would be really amazing, but yeah, his, his Dia de los Muertos stuff is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, Well, I've never had like costumey makeup done professionally. I mean, the only time I've ever had professional makeup done was like for a wedding or something, you know? So, um, yeah, but it'd be fun to have a professional makeup artist do something fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I feel like just Dia de los Muertos is like such a beautiful opportunity to do so. Like, I just think that sugar school makeup is so incredible. Yeah. Um, So I love it. I was thinking about it. You know, I, I actually forgot that, um, you know, the middle school I went to, despite having mostly like white students, um, cause it was Catholic school. Um, we did do a big kind of Dia de los Muertos celebration. So every yeah. year, like the Spanish teacher would have us make our own ofrenda or like an altar, you know, for Dia de los Muertos, or we would do, um, uh, gosh, I can't remember what it's called. It might be in here, but, um, where you kind of make your own little, like, mural out of sawdust and it Mm -hmm. is supposed to be kind of specific to you and you know who you're honoring but it kind of goes back to that tradition as well so we used to do that every year and um and you guys would make the little mini sugar schools too he did make mini sugar schools and that's a lot of work yeah you know how much work goes into making a sugar school like kudos to that teacher for wanting to do that it's nice to share that part of the culture yeah yeah um but yeah, so I, I really felt like I wanted to cover this just because I think Dia de los Muertos is really cool. Um, but let's get into it. So, you know, kind of as we mentioned, or not really, but I'm going to mention that here in the U.S., I think the way that we mourn loved ones when they pass is kind of sad and solemn. You know, we wear dark colors. It is a very sad time. Of course, you are saying goodbye to someone um, and it makes it really hard. Um, but around the world, you know, different cultures really do grieve death very differently. And um, I think that for me, Dia de los Muertos is like my 
favorite. <laughs> I think yeah. it is a beautiful way to celebrate it. Um, but, you know, there's so much color and music and food and tradition that just goes along with Dia de los Muertos that's so beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to cover this. Um, but so kind of getting into the basics of it. Uh, Day of the Dead is a two-day celebration where, um, you know, kind of the passage or the, you know, real world and the spirit world are kind of, the that barrier is thinner um, yeah. and our deceased loved ones are able to come back and visit us. And so in Mexican culture, the idea is you make those relatives their favorite foods, you make them their favorite drinks, you do things to honor them so that when they come back, you're ready. Um, so Dia de los Muertos is traditionally celebrated on November 1st and 2nd. Um, a lot of people do, I guess in some places confuse it with Halloween because of the skulls, uh, that people often paint their faces with, but it actually has nothing to do with that. Um, they are two separate holidays, even though there might be some crossover. Um, And I, something I actually learned doing my research is that on November 1st, the children come back to visit. Um, And then on November 2nd, the adults turn up. Oh, I didn't know there was different days for them. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So that was kind of a fun thing. And I mean, I, I know like, this is like a bad example, but I know in Coco, like there were two days and whatever, but I didn't realize that the kids came back on one day and the adults came back on another day at all. Yeah. But in Mexican culture, I guess the families really start preparing for this weeks in advance. So they create these really elaborate altars. Um, They'll decorate their burial sites. Um, They'll cook specific foods. They'll, you know, make the sugar skulls. They'll get, you know, costumes and things to wear, all of that to get ready for the return of their family members. Um, So I think it's very fun. Um, But... Some kind of history of Dia de los, why can't I say this today? Dia de los Muertos, um, I guess, is that um, when the Spanish um, conquistadors came to Mexico and were trying to introduce Catholicism, um, the indigenous people kind of blended their traditions and beliefs and created their own customs around death and um, these celebrations. So it basically was a mixture of the Aztec festival, um, which was dedicated to the goddess. I apologize in advance. Aztec names are hard, but I believe it is Mictecacuatl. We're going to call her goddess M. For now, okay. I don't <laughs> want to say that again. <laughs> so many hard letters. Um, but they basically say it was kind of a blend of her festival and it has some Catholic influence. So uh, Goddess M, she was known as the Lady of the Dead. And I guess she is the god that they're the goddess that's in charge of kind of watching the bones of the dead. Hmm. Um, and then she swallows the stars during the day. So oh. that's an interesting way of putting that. The stars <laughs> during the day, huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she kind of has a cool role in Aztec um, mythology. Um, but the church actually rejected their beliefs completely. And 
they were like, hey, we're going to have All Saints Day and All Souls Day. Um, and they're two days on the Catholic calendar. <laughs> and I guess the Mexican culture was like, we're going to blend these together. So um, that's kind of how we got to our modern day Dia de los Muertos. So like I said, um, you know, you have the All Saints Day and All Souls Day. So All Saints Day is November 1st in the Catholic calendar. That's when all the saints that have been um canonized are able to come back um and then all souls day is pretty much any anyone that has died can come back so a little different than the the um dia de los muertos where it's the kiddos and the adults but similar in a sense i guess um but kind of as i mentioned so there's a lot of really interesting things that go along with a Dia de los Muertos celebration. So there's the flowers, the altars, the food, there's music. Um, I do want to say like marigolds are the main flower you'll see. They're like these beautiful orange flowers. Um, And then at night, families will gather at the cemeteries um, and they'll light candles and place flowers on the burial sites of their loved ones. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's more of a celebration than really being you know, sad and grieving, like they really are dancing and just having a lively get together to celebrate the life of the person and not necessarily grieving that. Um, And the idea is that you're being reunited. So it's supposed to feel like a coming home and like a party um, back, Um, which I think is really cool. So um, I did want to kind of break down the symbolism of some of the things that come with a Dia de los Muertos celebration, just because I didn't know all the symbolism. I thought it was really cool. Um, So the first is the altars or ofrendas. Um, The Aztecs would offer water and food to the deceased to help them on their journey to the land of the dead. Um, But now it's kind of turned into something more elaborate. So You have these really beautiful decorated altars with um, photos of the loved ones, some of their items. There's normally water, uh, the loved one's favorite food or drink, um, flowers. There's often um, pan dulce or (laughs) other types of bread um, and other things that kind of celebrate that person's life. So whether maybe they loved a guitar, so maybe you have their guitar on the altar or something like that, but things that really honor that person, which I think that's what I would have for my dad, a guitar for sure. (laughs) Guitar was the first thing I thought, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think grandpas would for sure have a guitar. It would have a computer. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And some books, (laughs) some books, maybe, maybe some pizza. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, but yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, as I had mentioned before, the marigolds um, are often the flower used uh, during Dia de los Muertos celebrations. Um, and this flower is thought to guide the spirits back because of their intense color and smell. So oh, nice. I guess it's supposed to kind of help them. Like if you smell the marigolds, you know, you're going the right way. <laughs> That's nice. I like that. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, I think everyone says stop and smell the roses. Maybe. I mean, roses do smell lovely. I'm not saying they don't, but I, I didn't no marigolds were very uh <laughs> smell smelly <laughs> yeah well that you know that I am definitely a stop and smell the roses girl because every time I'm leaving the grocery store if I did not buy flowers on that trip I always exit past the flowers so I can stop and smell the roses oh and yeah time we are in a park or passing a garden I always stop and smell the roses so I'm a big believer 
and you know being mindful and noticing things like that and taking a minute to enjoy yeah I know you're a roses girly I am a sunflower <laughs> girly and they don't smell as beautiful as roses do no, but I do not but they're pretty they're sunshiny <laughs> yes um so then the next one are calaveras or skulls um and so I guess kind of it comes from Aztec rituals. They were kind of used in different religious things. Um, and it was just kind of passed on as a trophy during battles, which is super dark <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to pass on a skull. Um, but nowadays the calaveras are small decorated sugar skulls, which are placed on the altars. And they're not just plain old skulls. They're decorated with very colorful, colorful paint and beads. And they have these massive smiles and, um sometimes there are flowers on them and they are edible everything is edible on them you can't eat them um I have eaten a sugar skull does not taste as good as it looks it's a it's (laughs) sickeningly sweet in my opinion um (laughs) if you're into that I support the journey for you friend (laughs) um but I do think they're very cool very Uh, pretty yeah and then going along with the skulls is also La Catrina so um you have, um, or I guess, so <laughs> back up, not La Catrina, but she's in there. But with the skulls and the skeletons, they're so common in today's facil- uh, festivities because in the beginning of the 19th century, there was a cartoonist named Jose Guadalupe Posada, and he drew La Catrina, um, which was to protest the Mexican people's desires to look more European. Oh. Um, which I think is really interesting. I'd love, I didn't look up a picture of her. I will look one up and post it on the Instagram because I think that's very cool. Um, but she is one of the biggest um, symbols of the, of the, you know, Day of the Dead. So people will paint their faces and skulls uh, with the skulls and the flowers kind of to honor that image so okay. it started but his point was that you know we shouldn't look to one version of beauty we should embrace our natural beauty yes our yeah. cultural beauty uh ethnic beauty yeah. and I think that's really wonderful because I think yeah. that is such a thing to do the really eurocentric like that's the normal standard of beauty and while that is beautiful I'm not saying it's not but there's lots of beauty in the world there's so many different types of beauty um You know, that is changing a lot, though. I think, you know, many different people are embracing their uniqueness and beauty in so many different ways. And I think it's wonderful. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting, though, that there was somebody that was calling that out way back then. Yeah, well, and I love that, too. You know, it's funny. I I care a lot about, you know, body positivity and embracing your own culture and your identity and not I'm not shaming people who do plastic surgery, not my vibe. Um, like just embracing your natural beauty, you know, and, um, something I love is like looking at videos of like fashion shows in other countries, like an African fashion show is a party and a half. And why aren't we doing it that way? (laughs) Um, so things like that. So I just, I really do. I, I love that. And I'll, I'll try to find an image of La Katrina so people can see, um, just because I forgot to look her up. Um, but yeah. Um, and then the last sort of main symbolism is the papel picado, which is perforated paper. Um, mm-hmm. I think the image most people 
will understand is the, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and there's those little like squares that are kind of garlands around the restaurant. Um, that's what that is. Um, but it actually stems back from the Aztec tradition of chiseling the spirit figures on wood. And oh. so um, often, um, you know, they're strung across streets or around altars, or if there's like a big altar in a town square, it's around the, the big altar. Um, and something that they mentioned about the ofrendas was that um, they want to kind of showcase the four elements. So fire, earth, water, and air. And I guess the papel picados represent air on the altar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know uh, what they came from, but they're really beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, I think that's really cool. Because I, I think they're gorgeous. I mean, even the patience of perforating paper like that is probably not yeah. easy to come by. So I do think that's beautiful. Um, and then um, other things that kind of go along with Dia de los Muertos uh, is food. We know we love food. She's great. She's a good time. Um, so as mentioned before, the sugar skulls, lots of younger people eat those. I, again, think they're sickeningly sweet. Not my thing. <laughs> um, but some other things that they do cook um, or prepare for families um, often during Dia de los Muertos is mole, tamales, pozole, and sopa azteca. Um and I have never had sopa azteca, but you know, I can eat like so many tamales. I love them. <laughs> we just picked up a bunch of tamales this weekend for a fundraiser. I did. Yeah. Um, but no, I, um, I love Mexican food. I think that's my one issue. If I like had to give up Mexican food for the rest of my life, that would be really hard for me. So yeah. Well, and, you know, being from California, we have so much good Mexican food. And I grew up in Southern California. And so like, you know, eating food in San Diego or LA or, you know, I mean, the food is so good. So yeah, Mexican food is my favorite food of all time. I could not go without it. If I had to give it up, I think I would wither up and die. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, that was my biggest issue living in Boston there was so much amazing Caribbean food there was so much yeah good cub food there was so much whatever but Mexican food man and y'all can talk at me we can get in a fight about this but listen <laughs> no El Jefe's no I tried it I asked people from Boston I was like what's the good Mexican food here and they sent me to like five places it wasn't until like two weeks before I moved I found a place that had good enchiladas okay. and that's the only place I have found that had like yeah, but I'm saying because you're from, you know, California, so you're used to the really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that you know, that is my rant on Mexican food. But, um, yeah, I think if I was, you know, invited back and there was an altar for me and I got to come back, I would, I would hope there was some chips and salsa or something on on the altar for me. Oh. <laughs> but, um. The last well, I remember when we walked the Camino in Spain, you know, we were, uh, when we got to Santiago, both of us, you know, I had been a couple of weeks with no Mexican food and both of us were like, we have to find tacos. And we did. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a like, we're so, like, cause you know, on the Camino, you eat traditional Spanish food every day and yeah. it is 
so good and so yummy, yeah. but there is only so much meat and potato you can eat. Like by the end of that trip, we <laughs> but were there like, is some regional stews, and I mean, it, you know, there is some yes. really wonderful. Stews. Like there is a lot of delicious stuff. But yeah, when you're a Mexican food girl, yeah, as soon as we got to a bigger city where we could get Mexican food, that was, we were all about it. Oh yeah. I mean, and even like we had a day where we were just like, we haven't had pasta in two weeks. We need pasta. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Pasta so was the other one that as soon as we, we did that in Ludo or maybe? Uh, Lugo? Lago. Lago. Lugo. Oh, like, oh yeah, whatever. But I remember we were so excited <laughs> to finally find Italian food too. So yes, 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 yes. So, um, yes. Yeah we're we're big fans of mexican food in this household um but the last kind of thing they do make uh for the celebration which i did mention but it is pan de muertos which is like a sweeter bread kind of like pan dulce but um i don't know i don't remember i know there's like the conchas which are like they look kind of like shells and other things i'm not sure which bread it is but i i know i've had it before <laughs> um but yeah so that's some of the food and then Actually, surprisingly, Mexico, which I guess not surprising, but interestingly, Mexico is not the only country that actually celebrates the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Colombia, Ecuador, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Peru, and Venezuela all have Day of the Dead celebrations. Um, some of them are a little different. But, uh, it even says they're not as colorful, but it is still very much a time to reflect and welcome back your loved ones, tell stories, gather, celebrate. Um, and I mean, Mexico is such a huge country. It does say like the traditions kind of change depending on kind of which state you're in in Mexico as well. Yeah. So, um, I do think that's really interesting. And then something I guess makes sense because it is a Catholic tradition, but All Souls Day is actually celebrated in parts of Europe. I think uh, in the last episode, we mentioned Samhain, which had some similarities to this. And um, mm-hmm. I think there are other traditions as well um, in Europe where uh, they do similar things. So I do think that's really cool. Um, and then I just wanted to add like a, you know, cultural appropriation cliff note here at the end before we wrap up with our Dia de los Muertos. But we are very much not from Mexico. We are not people who have, you know, this history or this culture, but um, according to their kind of website of culture on like the Mexico, Visit Mexico website, um, they're very like, oh, if you want to celebrate Dia de los Muertos, like just be respectful and honor the tradition, the customs, the way they are. Um, I think that if you do choose, just understand what you're doing before you do it, <laughs> you know, understand the history behind it. Don't just do the makeup because it's pretty. Don't just eat the bread because it's yummy, you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah, don't appropriate. <laughs> exactly. Like if you're going to do it, go for it. There's lots of, at least in California, I'm sure other places as well, but there are so many wonderful um, organizations that do celebrations, at least where we live. And so being a part of those is a really great way to honor. And Well, and it's good to go to those kind of things because you have people educating you. So you're not appropriating, you're actually learning about, you know, the reasons for it and how to honor it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, you know, us being people that love to travel and, and just love culture, you know, um, it is so fun to hear about these things, even if there are things that you know, it culturally, it's not appropriate for us to take part in or whatever, but, um, but it's really fun to learn about because there's so many traditions over the world that are just wonderful traditions. And, 
you know, I love to hear stories about how people handle grief or honor the dead or things like that, because it's something that we all share and we all go through. And, um, you know, so to hear about ways that people deal with it in a way that's more celebratory or, um, yeah, just not so somber. It's, it's kind of a really beautiful thing. And I think all of us, you know, need some support with grief. So yeah, it's really fun to learn about these things, even though it is sad topic and all the things, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of <laughs> that quote from Golden Girls where um, Dorothy's like, you know, in Ireland, you get drunk, you have a party, you move on. And, you know, she's her family's Italian in the show. So she's like, in Sicily, we throw a party, we dress up a goat, we party for three days, we move on. And then she's like, it's these Southern Baptists that make grieving a way alive, you know? <laughs> and just like... <laughs> Yeah, that is like one of my favorite lines from a show at anywhere. But um, yeah, but I mean, grief is universal. So it is fun to hear yeah. about how other people celebrate or deal with it. And yeah, yeah I mean, I really do think Dia de los Muertos is a beautiful celebration. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I think it's really cool that you wanted to talk about it today. Yeah, um, well, I, I do think too, like, as a person who has lost people, and I mean, you can probably vouch for this as well. But I think in my experience, most people want to be celebrated and remembered. They don't want you to like stop your life or make your sadness a way of life, right? Like they, they want you to remember them and they want you to celebrate memories with them. And I think that's just a be like this tradition is a beautiful way of keeping that memory alive. So. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, it's funny because, you know, in America we do, you know, like traditional service or funerals or things like that. And I, whenever I talk to people about those kind of things, I always say, you know, that's not usually what you actually need. I mean, for some people it brings closure, but usually that's more just a time to come together. But it's usually that what happens after a funeral where people are hanging out in a kitchen and just telling stories and laughing about funny things the person said or did, you know, that's the part that most people feel some healing in. Um, you know, but the, the wake or the, you know, service or, you know, a lot of that is just kind of allowing yourself to sit in the sadness of it. So, you know, I, I really do like traditions where you sit in the celebration of the person's life and, Mm -hmm. you know, telling the funny stories and remembering the legacy, good times, you know, whatever the stuff is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that part of it is a lot more healing and helps people move on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important to like, when you are grieving someone to do what feels right for you as well, obviously doing whatever the organized thing you're supposed to do, but there are so many ways. Well, that does give space to sit in the sadness, you know, and we do need to do that part. Yes. I just don't want anybody to get stuck there. So having other ways to like shift the mood or, you know, take breaks from the sadness, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I figured since today was Dia de los Muertos, then the kiddos, I guess, are coming back today. Um, not tomorrow will be the adults, but I figured we should, you know, talk about it and bring some awareness and all the things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like I said, there's there is a lot of like very intense history with like certain things, but I think that is kind of the gist of it. But there was a really beautiful quote at the end of my notes that I copied, and I it was more of like a it was just from a website that they wrote, but I kind of loved it. But it just is like, Dale Adios Worthos is the one time a year we can eat and drink with the ones that are no longer with us. It is a great mem- a great way to commemorate the way or the people we love and miss. 
And I think mm-hmm. that is just beautiful. And it like touched my heart a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I wanted to cover it since it was Day of the Dead. I did think of doing a ghost story or a murder or something, but I was like, no, I think we got to do this today. So yeah. yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, but yeah, I guess I feel like I should like go out and do something for Daniel Smith. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe, maybe uh, lean into the energy a bit. I work across the street from a Mexican grocery store. Maybe I'll buy some, some pan de muertos or something. Mm-hmm be good so that sounds delicious <laughs> yeah yeah um well I guess we can get into housekeeping things but just keep liking subscribing following on Instagram um subscribe to Patreon we do have our bonus episode up that is called a half pour on Patreon because they are a little bit shorter um we will also have a good half pour coming from me. Mama's was great. Um, very much in line with Halloween and haunted houses and things. Um, yeah. And then we are going to be releasing our flight for November in the next couple of days. We just wanted to kind of get the Halloween and Day de los Muertos out of the way. And then we'll be getting our flight to you guys. Um, and then... I think outside of that, just keep sending us your spooky stories. We really are going to release that listener flight so um we have a couple yeah, of we've got a couple of good ones we do but we want more yeah <laughs> all of your stories anything you seen a ghost cool you had a weird experience at like a 7-eleven cool I don't care anything all of it give it to me <laughs> well, and, and my one of my kids and their friend had a weird experience at school and the friend had had a weird experience at home that same day which was Friday the 13th so I'll probably throw that into the listener episode too, even though it was told to me in person by people I know. <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of want to throw in our haunted ghost house story. Okay. Um, potentially to that, just because it's fun. Um, yeah. We'll see how many we have. If we have time, we'll add it. If not, okay. it'll be a bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. But I guess outside of that, friends, thank you so much for listening. Happy Alana, I appreciate you telling us about Dia de los Muertos. I appreciate you listening to me telling you about the de los Muertos. <laughs> um, but I guess we'll let you all get back to your Wednesdays. Um, stay warm. It's starting to get chilly. <laughs> but we appreciate it. I love the fall weather, though. I'm a scarf and beanie kind of a girl. So me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. But we appreciate you all. And we will see you next week with another great episode, friends. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.